everybody, and welcome to the Sport Ethos Chicago Bears podcast. I'm your host, Jose Soto, and you can follow me on Twitter at ShySportsFan89 or at Ethos Bears. Also on TikTok at ShySportsFan89 as well. How's everybody doing? Hope you had a lovely uh, 4th of July. So I don't want to take too long. We're going to dig right into this episode. Uh, I want to kind of talk about why the Bears are not going to sign another defensive end and why DeMarcus Walker's has a lot more promise and potential than many uh, Bears fans or media members may even know about. So stay tuned. We have a fun victory formation ahead. We'll be taking, uh, we'll be talking past and present Bears players uh, and just kind of look at how they stack up with some of the current Bears players on the roster now. But let's not waste any time. We are Definitely ready for it. It's the, the deep ball. So today's deep ball, we're getting straight into it, and we are discussing defensive end Demarcus Walker and all of the shine he is bringing to this Bears organization. Uh, he's also one of the most important reasons why the Chicago Bears are not running out and just signing a journeyman or an old veteran uh, to play opposite side of him. Uh, to tell you the truth, uh, Demarcus Walker is. A veteran uh, himself and I, I just think they're they're looking at him to be a major tone setter a leader for the defensive line unit uh, if it's not clear what Ryan poses planned it is very simple he's gonna sign guys who have good locker room and character traits but he, he also may have not been able to fully you know immerse all of his talents the Marcus Walker that is uh, onto the football field, and that could be uh, for a plethora of different reasons. The first one, uh, and most important reason uh, for, for me, in my opinion, that Demarcus Walker uh, has not gotten to that next year like he did in college, where he eclipsed them 16 sacks in his final uh, senior season at Florida State is because of a scheme fit. So Demarcus Walker is not much uh, different from other players Ryan Poe's locked in on uh, during the draft for the defensive side of the ball. He has that big, long 6'4 frame paired with a motor to get to the ball. In Demarcus Walker's success, he played in a 4-3 scheme in college, same as the Bears are currently running now. Uh, but his time in Denver as well as the Titans, I, he got drafted by Denver. Uh, he was pushed inside with both of those teams. They ran a 3-4 with the linebacker coming off of the edge instead of Walker himself. So learning and transitioning from a position that you played your whole life, it's not going to be the easiest feat. So getting to Marcus Walker back on the edge and back to his traditional attack mode position should garner him a couple different moves he can actually use. And it's going to allow him to really uh, put into use that motor against those tackles who are not quite as athletic as he is. So... Let's get into the Marcus Walker. He was drafted in the second round by the Denver uh, Broncos in 2017. He was placed on injured reserve in his first season. He had a calf injury. Uh, he just couldn't build momentum from there. He went on to have a couple of uh, pretty subpar seasons for the Broncos and then ended up signing uh, to the Houston Texans in 2021. Uh, again, he showed a couple flashes there in Houston. He was on injury reserve there as well. Uh, not for as long of a stint as he was with the Broncos. But again, that injury history uh, leaking out behind him. But in 2022, Walker was given another shot uh, with the Tennessee Titans. Uh, and 
things were looking up for Demarcus Walker. He did play in 17 games, um, and he finally was showing signs of being fully healthy. So he started in only six of those games and recorded 10 tackles for a loss as well as seven sacks for the Titans. So along comes Ryan Poles and the Chicago Bears, and they see the promise Demarcus Walker showed in his last two stints on his one-year contracts. And he finally got rewarded. I mean, he did produce really well. Uh, he got a multi-year deal with the Bears. Uh, seeing that Demarcus Walker is 28 years old and hopefully going to be entering his, his true prime, he's going to finally get the opportunity to be a premier defensive end in a scheme that suits his skill set properly. So let's take a dive into the matrix of Ryan Poles and why he hasn't went out and just traded or signed any of the many free agents out on the market currently. So let's first start with uh, one of the obvious in Justin Houston, who I see a lot of people in the media touting about this idea. I mean, I get it because he has always had such uh, productive seasons throughout his career, but he is getting up there in age and is now going to soon be hitting that decline. Uh, Justin Houston is more of an outside linebacker at this point, and it's been that way most of his career uh, he's a three four set kind of guy and, and again like I said uh, he's not going to be a defensive end for the Chicago Bears that the team that looks to be running a four three defense so this is less about money and more about fit as well as putting an older player in the mix I don't think it's going to help the Bears in evaluating the young talents they do have right now. So they bring in Rasheen Green. Uh, they've, they've had Travis Gibson and Dominique Robinson from the previous seasons. Uh, they, these guys have all shown flashes since entering the league. Uh, the one thing those three guys have in common is that they were put into a bad situation. The Bears do not really know uh, what they truly have in these guys yet. So why muddle this up? with uh, aging talents when when we we want to see what's in store for some of these guys when they're put in uh, to a better scenario with a little bit more talent on that uh, defensive line. Next on the list of names being thrown around in the vortex of defensive ends is journeyman uh, Yannick Ngakwe. And even though I can admit he's much a much, much better fit than Justin Houston, he does not fit the Ryan Poles mode. He's he's looking for a guy who's going to come in, gel, and fit in with the rest of the guys in the locker room. And from all accounts, Yannick Ngakwe is more of a lone wolf. The Bears are, are looking for a cohesive unit, guys who can beat team players. And from most accounts, I hear about Yannick Ngakwe is that, yes, he can produce in the pass, pass rush, but he's not really present when it comes against the run, which this... There's been a big major focus for the Bears uh, during this offseason. They, they're looking to get guys in who can do both. Uh, the other factor that makes this less likely an, op an option for the Bears is that Ngakwe is more than likely looking for a big payday. He's just recently switched agents, uh, seeing that he's also 28 like Demarcus Walker, and the Bears just uh, signed Walker out to a three-year $21 million deal. I'm not sure they're looking to do that uh, with a journeyman like uh, Ngakwe, since they've already uh, put that money to use with Demarcus Walker. So let's get into the elephant in the room with the last free agent possibility, who I think is more going to be a name recognition than a consistent producer, and that's going to be Jadavian Clowney. So there's a reason why he's no longer in Cleveland and in Houston, and that 
just his reputation. Clowney does come off as a selfish uh, guy and a guy with a lot of gifts, but just a very me mentality. He has shown plenty of upside to his game, but as discussed previously, he is not a culture fit for the Bears. Again, they're trying to build something that is more sustainable than just a one-year premature title run. The Bears are looking to build through the draft. And it looks like they accumulated a decent amount of draft capital to do that. So Ryan Pose looks to be looking at this with a lens for the future. And he's not been willing to budge on overspending for players or reaching for guys who look good on paper, but do not fit the identity of the Bears and what they're trying to create. So the Bears are hoping for an improved season, but I'm sure they know better than anyone uh, that they don't currently have all the pieces they need to be a Super Bowl contender this season. So I'm not saying that the Bears are not going to attack free agency if a young prospect is out there, but it's going to have to fit, and the price tag uh, that Pose has created as well is going to have to fit. So if none of those things match up, I think they're just going to move on. And speaking of other young talents... I mean, it does not have to necessarily be a free agent. So let's dive into some of the trade options the Bears can use uh, this draft capital on. So first on the list is a hot button uh, guy right now. Uh, Let's quickly get into Chase Young. He showed a lot of promise coming to the league his rookie year. But he is on the last year of that rookie deal, of that rookie deal. And Honestly, it's probably the biggest reason many teams don't want to give up a second or third pick uh, for Chase Young right now. Why go ahead and do that when next year you can go ahead and draft a defensive end that you feel fits your team's needs better? Um, And that's going to be under contract for three to four years. If you trade for Chase Young, and let's say he doesn't have a great season but a good one, you're going to literally be paying for uh, the promise that he can be great, but he's also an injury po- injury prone player. Uh, his season last was cut short in 2021 from ACL tear. Um, just it's just a bit of a high asking price to give up for for many teams. I think at best Chase Young's gonna garner uh, maybe a fourth round pick for the Commanders if they want to trade him before the start of the season. They can always hold on to him, uh, wait closer to the trade deadline if he does produce and and. Hopefully somebody jumps up and is desperate at that point and they're in, in contention. They go ahead and trade a second-round pick for Chase Young, third-round pick. But but as of right now, nobody's looking to uh, deal that out, it looks like. So the next guy that is starting to generate some trade rumor buzz, Bryce Huff of the New York Jets. So he's currently buried on the roster that has a lot of talent on its defense. They just drafted another defensive end. Uh, but he's still promising young talent that many teams are interested in. So even though he didn't have a lot of sacks in his young career, his pressure rate has been through the roof. And, I mean, there's much more to these young players than simply the traditional numbers we see on paper. I, I don't think this is actually a target for the Bears since, I mean, he doesn't really fit what they look for in a player. He was an undrafted uh, player signed by the Jets and is currently on a one-year, $4.3 million contract. Uh, so it could be a good reason for a lot of different teams to take a flyer on him. But I just think that uh, he would benefit more from being in a system that runs a 3-4 uh, defense. And the Bears have plenty of guys uh, like Bryce Huff when it comes to um, 
bringing in that pressure or have shown flashes of bringing that pressure in uh, to the quarterback. So I, I don't think he has enough size or the fit for uh, Matt Eberflus and Allen Williams' uh, defensive scheme. So I think there's much better guys out there right now and certain guys that we already have on the team that uh, fit better than uh, Bryce Huff would. So let's go ahead and talk about the next guy who I believe, honestly, I believe that the Bears are humming and they're going to be in contention next year uh, for a playoff spot. I see them trading for uh, Daniel Hunter of the Minnesota Vikings. So he is an established defensive end with everything that Ryan Pose looks for in a player, right? He wants that length and explosiveness. Uh, the potential is no longer a factor. As Hunter's, he's a proven uh, commodity now. His work that has sh- has been shown, he can't, and we can see what he does in the pass rush. So if you want to improve on the opposite side of Demarcus Walker, then this is going to be the only real choice the Bears have with what is currently in the market. So even though the free agents are kind of a nice filler until next year, I don't think they're going to allow you to see really uh, the potential you have with some of these younger defensive ends. But honestly, if you get a guy like Hunter, that is actually going to no longer be a question mark. And the Bears could have a nice duo at the edge with Walker and Hunter. But uh, you guys let me know what you think. And you can shout it out. And we can shout it out on uh, the next episode. You can email me at shysportsfan89 at gmail. Or go ahead and hit me up on Twitter at Eat Those Bears or Shy Sports Fan 89. I really love to know what you guys think on uh, the possibilities of the Bears bringing in a defensive end, either through trade or free agency. Who do you guys like? What do you guys think? Uh, we'll go from there. It's that time. Victory formation. All right, guys. We are in our victory formation. Uh, we are talking about two positions the Bears seem to always get right. And that is the linebacker and running back position. Seems like there's never an issue. It looks uh, like the trend is going to continue since they seem to have stacked up both in free agency and the draft again. Uh, but, I mean, I'm not old enough to have seen uh, the likes of uh, Buckkiss or, or Sweetness, Walter Payton. So we're going to be talking more about two of the best linebackers from the 2000s until today. And I don't think we can start with a better linebacker duo. Uh, then Lance Briggs and Brian Erlacher. So these guys are still everywhere in Chicago from billboards to podcasts. And they're still deeply enriched in Chicago. Uh, but were they the best Bears have had in the last 20 years? Honestly, I personally say yes. Uh, just because if, for no other reason, they took the team to uh, the Super Bowl. And they just seem to have been unlucky enough to get a uh, Peyton Manning in this prime. So, uh... These guys both produce greatly as well, uh, with Erlacher always in the conversation as one of the best middle linebackers of all times. So from his rookie season, I mean, Erlacher came out of the gates swinging. He produced 16 tackles for, for a loss and uh, had eight sacks. He also earned himself a spot on the, on the Pro Bowl roster his rookie season. Uh, and then in his counterpart, we're looking at Lance Briggs. I mean, he was not a slouch himself and was a tackling machine who became a seven-time pro bowler himself. And he's he's still a Bears fan favorite. Uh, so let's go ahead and fast forward and look at what the Bears have now at linebacker and why they both kind of remind me a little of these two Chicago Bear legends. So Tremaine Edmonds stands at a whopping 6'5", towers at the middle of that Bears defense who ran a 4-5-4-40 time, which is very similar to legend Brian Erlacher who stands 6'4". And his 40 time was a 4.57. I mean, I know they're just numbers, but 
they're pretty comparable in uh, stature as well as um, their athleticism. So while Tremaine Edmonds' numbers are, are definitely no Erlackers, they are still pretty great, and he has averaged 113 tackles since coming into the league, as well as having amazing athleticism, like I said, that allows him to pretty much get his uh, hands on many of the passes that come into his vicinity. So with Edmonds in the middle of the Bears, uh, they're going to be much improved defense against the pass as well as the run. So Ryan Pose did not stop here. He went ahead and then he said, hey, that's fine. We, we got our middle linebacker. Um, but we need somebody who's going to be his, his counterpart. So this guy already gives me a kind of a Briggs vibes. And that's TJ Edwards. Uh, I still believe he's going to be the most overlooked Chicago Bears uh, that, that got you know, signed or drafted this offseason. He's, he's actually coming off a tremendous run with the Eagles. And he stands 6'2". He ran a 4.7740, But still plays the pass very well, which is similar, like I said, to Briggs, who stands 6'1". Uh, he ran a 4.7540. Both of these guys are legitimately uh, tackling machines. They're big hitters. Briggs also played the pass very well. Like I said, even without... Uh, running like the most impressive 40 time in the NFL. I just believe TJ Edwards is going to be uh, lead tackler for the Bears, as well as uh, maybe leading with tackles for loss. Uh, so for hopefully, hopefully for the, the sake of the Bears fans, these two guys can be an iconic and dynamic duel for the Bears franchise and, and lead them to another Super Bowl appearance. Who would not want to see the Bears again in the Super Bowl? So let's jump around and talk about that running back position. And so one of the guys who, in my opinion, is a great comp for new Bears running back, Roshan Johnson, is Matt Forte. Uh, he was drafted by the Bears in 2008, uh, in this, and they took him with their second round pick. And I don't, I don't feel like he was talked about so much prior to the, the start of the season, but uh, he did end up before the season started winning the starting spot over Garrett Wolf uh, and Adrian Peterson. And no, let's not be mistaken. He's not the future hall of famer of the Vikings. He does have the same name, uh, but uh, Forte did beat them both out. So Forte is measured at 6'2 and 218 pounds. He was able to win that job, uh, not just by running and catching the ball, which he did pretty well, but a trait that uh, has been talked about, I feel like all this offseason before training camp has even begun. And that's standing tall and protecting the quarterback. That's going to be one of the vital measurable abilities right now that uh, the Bears are looking for uh, for Justin Fields and the future of the Chicago Bears. And for me, I, I feel like Roshan Johnson uh, is going to be able to become a premier back for the Chicago Bears because of this reason. He has that same big stature like Matt Forte. He possesses uh, that skill set to take over. Uh, I think the competition against Khalil Herbert is is very minimal. I, I just don't think he was picked by this regime. I mean, he's under contract. He's serviceable. Uh, running backs go down a lot. So, yes, he's still on the roster. And, and then Deontay Foreman, who I believe he's, good, he's a good running back. But I, I don't think anyone, anyone is going to argue that uh, he's going to be a top 20, you know, running back in the league. You got to start him no matter what kind of talent, you know, is, is coming around around him. I just don't think he's that kind of guy. So 
I think Roshan Johnson is going to be starting uh, come the start of uh, the season, and and I don't and I think again primarily it's going to be because he can block for Justin Fields uh, again. I think Matt Forte is a, an excellent comp for Roshan Johnson, even though in in college Roshan didn't get the he didn't get the the carries that Forte did, and he wasn't highlighted as much since Forte came out of a smaller school. I think if Roshan Johnson went to Tulane, uh, he would probably put up those same or similar numbers. So uh, that that's that's something that we would have to watch out for when the start of the season. But I said it right now, and I've said it today, Roshan Johnson should be uh, the number one running back starting uh, the season for the Chicago Bears. And that is today's episode. Thank you all for listening to another episode of the Sport Ethos Chicago Bears podcast. Again, you can follow me on TikTok and Twitter at ShySportsFan89 or Ethos Bears. Uh, reach out to me, like I said, if you have something you're interested in hearing on future episodes of the podcast. You guys have an amazing day and thank you again for listening.